0: This is Reset and can be found at mccabe.io. I'll be talking about anything that plugs in or takes batteries, mostly home automation, networking, home storage, and I'll be bringing some friends along. Reset was inspired by a bent paperclip that's sat on my desk for years. It reminds me that no matter how much we mess something up, there's usually a reset button. Let's get started. Uh-huh. Yeah. Welcome back to Reset, everybody. I'm your host, David McCabe. This is episode number 32, and it is brought to you by ICDoc. Now, if you've never heard of ICDoc or you don't know about them, I'll tell you about them in a couple of minutes. But you can follow me, start at McCabeIO on Twitter. Don't forget those Reset Forums. You can get to it by going to ResetForums.com, but it's still HomeserverShow.com. I haven't done that complete migration yet. But today is a really cool episode. We're talking Realink Argus versus Blink versus Homeboy. This is outdoor camera versus camera, right? So there's a lot to get to today. And man, I'm probably just going to roll right into this episode because it's, it's a long one. But it's just chock full of detail after detail about these cameras. So... Let me get into it. Let me cover just a couple of minutes of things before we get into that. Meetup is around the corner, guys. Meetup 17. If you you heard me talking about this and you don't know about it, it's an annual tech gathering that we have in the Indianapolis area. And you are welcome to come, especially if you're within driving distance of this weekend event. It's on September 30th. We hold it at a Microsoft office And they're kind of their executive meeting offices. And we talk home storage. We talk automation. We geek out. There's all the Microsoft devices are there. You can get hands-on with those. And I swear this year I've got more gear than ever. I'm serious. I have so much gear to show you, including some items. I can't tell you now. I'm thinking two or three items that have yet to be released as we record this today, and it is September 15th. So Fresh Hot Gear, <laughs> is that a that's a URL, a, a domain name waiting to be uh, registered, freshhotgear.com. It's probably registered. But uh, it's going to be a great meetup, and I'd really like for you to come. you got two weeks to make it here, so let's get here, right? Okay, so... More about this episode, and we're going to hear from IC Doc, and then we're going to get right into it. So, Mike Fauchet is a PC Doc out there in the homeservershow.com forums. He is going to represent RioLink Argus, a little wireless uh, battery operated camera. Kevin Schoonover out there in the forums as Schoon Doggy, is going to represent Homeboy. Both of those cameras are outdoor cameras. I'm here to represent Blink. Now, Blink has an indoor camera and an outdoor camera, but today I'm representing the indoor camera, but don't tell Blink, I've got them mounted outside, and I'll tell you how they're working. Now, another thing to tell you, we recorded this episode probably two weeks ago, and a a lot of things have happened, right? I have since purchased a Real Link Argus, and I have a lot to say about it. I've never played with the Homeboy cameras. But there's a lot of information on cameras out in the forums. You need to get out there. And I've got another brand of camera from EasyViz. You guys know I did a podcast about EasyViz products. And I I really like their camera system and their app system. I've got an outdoor battery-operated camera from them coming. So I can add that to the mix. And... Chatting it up out in the forums is a Netgear product that is ONVIF, O-N-V-I-F. Now that means it's kind of like it's generically addressable by NVR and DVR software. So let's just say, for example, you got a Synology NAS. You can address that camera, an ONVIF camera from the NAS and do all kinds of crazy things with it. And there's other softwares as well that run on Windows 10 and and Free and paid for softwares. And we'll talk about those in the forums as well. Netgear is developing a camera system that is OnVif compatible, but it's battery operated, wire free, wireless, wire free. Now, that's that is a little, I mean, that's different because when you think about all these cameras, you're the wireless, wire free cameras that are on batteries. When they sense motion, they record it, and then they shut off. They don't want to be running that battery down. So it's really kind of interesting to have an Onvif camera that can be addressed from these NAS systems and security systems 24-7, and you can stream and stuff. So it's going to be really cool to see how this plays out. This is actually the camera of my dreams, and let we'll see if it lives up to it. I'll try to get us one, and we can test on it. But most of this stuff that we're talking about is in or coming to meet up and you'll be able to get hands-on with it. So it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, before we get into that full episode, I want to tell you a little bit about ICDoc. Now ICDoc is a computer data storage specialist. That's a lot of words right there, but their products are in use in homes throughout the world, as well as major companies like Google, Boeing, NASA, even the military. Since 1999, ICDoc's been constantly improving upon their existing drive enclosures as well as creating new products as technology evolves. On top of that, ICDoc backs all of their products with a full three-year warranty. You can buy with confidence when you buy with ICDoc. They have world-class customer service agents on staff just to help you. And with live web chat support, getting your questions answered has never been easier. Check out ICDoc.com to learn more about ICDoc products, that's ICDoc.com, I-C-Y-D-O-C-K.com, bringing innovation and difference. And I thank ICDoc for sponsoring this episode. I probably, you know, in the coming episodes, I may jump into a little more detail about doc. I've been using their products for a long, long time, and I, I stand by them. They've even shown off a lot of stuff at Meetup, and they've got some giveaway items coming to Meetup 17. So we thank ICDoc for sponsoring this episode. Go check them out, ICDoc.com. All right, here we go. This is My Camera Is Better Than Your Camera with Mike Fauchet and Kevin Schoonover. Okay, guys, I think my camera is better than your camera, and we're just going to have a camera throwdown. It's battery versus battery. How are you doing tonight, Mike? I'm doing great, Dave. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Mike Fauché, uh, the full Fauché. Well, <laughs> uh, tell me tell me uh, the the website again, because, Mike, you've been writing quite a bit lately, and you've got some camera stuff out there, too.
1: Um, yeah, I do. I've got a couple of things out there. Um, I'm at the docsworld.net. Um, that's where I've been posting all my stuff, and I did a recent thing on Real Link, which is probably worth reading. Um and a few other things that I've been getting
0: into lately. Okay. So that'll be in the show notes. You don't have to remember that, everybody, but um, thedocsworld.net. And it's a, great, uh, it's a great place to go. I follow Mike on Twitter, and every time he posts, it hits his Twitter, and then I go read it almost immediately. because, uh, And that's kind of what spurred this conversation about, you know, my battery camera is better than your battery camera. Mike is in the ring, the boxing ring, the corner of... The Rio Link Argus. Now that'll be uh, in the show notes as well. But also, we've got Kevin Schoonover. How are you doing tonight, Kevin? Doing well. Thanks for having me. And Kevin, you're on Twitter at Uh, You know, oh, you
2: ask me these questions I'm not prepared at to answer. It's
0: 1979. It's at
2: Schoondoggy 1979. Because I needed to let come let up just with something different.
0: let and see what comes up. A little Google help here. <laughs> I think oh, it's a the Schoondoggy Gen Eight drive mount for the HP Microsoft. <laughs> there micro you server. go. Well, you are internet famous, sir. That's who, funny. who'd
2: have thought. <laughs> Now you know the, sco- the the fame factor with the scoondoggy bracket is I did get an email from somebody who bought a used uh gen eight and wanted to know what this thing was inside of
0: it he That's He'd never heard of
2: the bracket, so I've hit the reseller market or, or the the re the reefer market That's now a used nice. market that is awesome
0: <laughs> yes definitely if you are a storage focused kind of enthusiast uhscodoggy's Pretty popular among the uh, HP Microserver folks, especially over at homeservershow.com slash forums. So, Scoondoggy is in the ring of Homeboy. So, that is, it's actually homeboy.com. And I'll get you to explain that in in a little bit. I am in the the ring. I am in the corner of Blink. So, I'm going to be talking about uh, Blink Indoor and also Blink XT the outdoor system so it's really just we're just going to compare these three camera systems and just see who ends up on top if anyone does as it as it always stands so kevin i'll just come back to you real quick throw out what the homeboy system is
2: so the uh i've had them them for a few years now i was trying to find out how long i've had these guys um they're little round cameras about the size of a baseball. Uh, they magnetically mount, uh, so the mount can comes with a little bit of uh, on-command from 3M, so you can stick them to the wall that way, or the base can be uh, put up with a little uh, screw on it. And... Um, You set them up in a group, and you can arm them with the app. Uh, They do have geofencing arming now. But uh, to me, the big thing when I first got these was I just wasn't ready to commit to uh, putting – bolting up cameras on the wall and running cables to them and, and doing the whole thing. And what intrigued me about the battery aspect of these was, uh, I really kind of just wanted to put out cameras when we went out of town or went on vacation. And this became a really quick, easy way to set them up as a system. I, ended up with three of them there's three doors coming into the house Um, I can easily set them up Uh, since then I've gone to more of a uh, a permanent mounting fixture with them but uh, battery life is great they seem to last uh, a little over three months and it all depends on how many times they go off and and they are motion sensed as well so um, they've worked out great for me Uh, pretty pretty flawless
0: I'm going to get into all of those details with you, but I find that hilarious that when you leave the house, like on a vacation, you do exactly what I do. And I'm sure a lot of other folks do is to plug in a camera and you're like pointing it. Okay. I'm going to cover the living room and that covers the side door. And then, okay, I'm going to point this one. It covers the front door. And so I do that all the time. In fact, I have. Wired cameras up, and I have several systems of wireless cameras up of course, i'm testing two systems right now and that's it's just hilarious to get to that to see that so mm-hmm. uh Mr. Fochet, you are representing the real link Argus, which if i'm not mistaken is is a fairly newer camera on the market isn't that correct
1: yeah, actually it's brand new um I got this basically from a pre order Um, And I was probably one of the first ones to get one. And it's um, uh, so far I've been actually really pleased with it. But I kind of got it for the same reasons that Kevin just described. I wanted something that I could actually plug in somewhere at any time. I've got pretty much good coverage through the house with security cameras. I have like 13 cameras already that are running all the time. But there's always that spot here and there that you want to fill or that, you know, you want to cover a specific area. Um, and that's kind of why I wanted to test this out.
0: Okay.
1: Um, that and the, just the fact that it's something new and I wanted to mess around right. with. It,
0: but, yeah, and it's a pretty cool looking camera. Um, it I, is. Uh, I call it Reolink. I'm, I'm probably supposed to call it Argus. But I, I know the company as Reolink. I've bought some yeah. um, PoE cameras, some 4K cameras. PoE cameras, as I should say, four megapixel, not four K. Uh, and you know, we talked about them on the old podcast, Home Server yeah. Show. Yeah, some they've Ampest, been around for a while. And, Yeah, some Realinks, and I, I really like their cameras. In fact, I'm, I'm staring at a couple now that are, you know, pointed in my basement towards you know the the low lying water areas if that should be a problem. I, I have some there. So right. Realink Argus. Now I am going to be talking about the Blink. System. I got a review package uh, from Blink. You can do, you can see them at blinkforhome.com. dot com. They currently have two systems. They have an indoor battery camera, and they also have the Blink XT, which is an outdoor camera. And I recently did a podcast with uh, Rose Thibodeau. You can go back, reset twenty nine twenty eight or somewhere, and we talked about some outdoor cameras and. We really kind of pitted the Blink XT against Arlo Pro. Now, we're not really talking about Arlo Pro tonight, although I do think that's kind of the... I don't know if it's the elephant in the room, guys, or if it's the one that's a little more popular. You can get it at almost any retailer out there right now. So, that's probably the more popular unit, and... I might not be mistaken, it's probably the more expensive unit. When I tested mine, Arlo Pro was, it, it, with tax all wrapped up from Best Buy, it was like $282 for a single camera, included the hub and the camera. So, very expensive option. Now, having said all that, we're going to hit some highlights here. We talked about the camera, and we're just going to go around the room and talk about all these different options for the cameras and kind of you as the listener are going to have to kind of make up your mind what, what you feel is the best fit for you. So I do want to start with Mike and we're going to start with the battery. We're going to talk battery type, charging, changing and the battery life. So let's go ahead and get that out of the way. Now, how do you, how do you feel about the battery, Mike?
1: Well, actually, the jury's still out because actually it's been running since the day I've got it. I try to put it in an area that's good, that gets a lot of traffic so I could really hammer the thing because, you know, putting it in a corner that nobody passes doesn't really indicate battery life. Right. So it's been being hammered quite a bit, and it's recording. Um, I have mine recording to a 64-gig um, um, micro SD card, and it's probably – recording somewhere in the neighborhood of, you know, 40 to 80 minutes a day um, just from this particular traffic zone. And it's still hanging in there. I can't see any indicator that says the ba- the battery is not charged. There is a, a warning that says, hey, you're getting a lot of use out of this thing. You may not get the published three months or whatever that, that they say is going to last. But it's sort of a preliminary warning. So far, um, you know, I'm certainly not disappointed with battery life.
0: Okay. That's interesting. And what, and what are the? what's the battery type in that Argus?
1: I knew you were going to ask me that. Um, I did. And I've got yeah. it in front of me.
0: Because it's a, it's a very popular uh, smart thing yeah. size battery. I just don't remember what it's called it's offhand. It's the CR123A. That's it. But I'm curious if, Is it just one or is it multiple? No, just one. Wow. Okay. Yeah,
1: it does pretty well. The one thing to keep in mind, too, is that actually this is a 1080p camera, so a lot of the wireless cameras are 720. So, you know, it's putting, it's consuming quite a bit of bandwidth when it's transmitting that video back to, you know, or to the card. It's using a little bit more power than, you know, certainly a lower resolution video.
0: That's interesting cuz I mean that's a smaller I mean it's it's a thick kind of barrel battery but I consider that kind of small in the fact that I'm putting that in motion sensors and you know door sensors and kind of things that's so that that's pretty impressive Now is there any type Actually
1: of... I want to correct that it's not one it's 4 Okay it's 4 <laughs> Yeah, I I made a mistake. I was thinking of uh, another wireless device I just picked up. Yeah, this is actually four.
0: Okay. Okay, so that that seems that seems a little better. Although those those are not rechargeable, are they? Or,
1: or no, do, these do are come? not. Go ahead. I'll yeah, start. these are not. No, that's okay. These are not rechargeable. Uh, I presume that. Rechargeables are available, but I, you know, I've got a ton of these because that's what I use on uh, my uh, security system as well. Mm -hmm. All the, you know, uh, door sensors, window sensors, um, they all use that same type of battery. So I usually keep a decent inventory of them.
0: Okay, yeah, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a pack of ten for thirteen bucks, and that's yeah, something like that, give or take, depending. These are Mm -hmm. Panasonic, so you can, I know you can get some cheaper ones. Okay, Um, so no charging. How about changing? Is is this going to be a problem? I guess if you Uh, you mean changing a battery. Yeah.
1: No, it's pretty easy to change. Um, I mean, uh, it's kind of got a unique. Battery compartment. Once you figure out how to open it, it's pretty pretty straightforward. Right. Um, and much like Kevin described earlier, this is uh, there's a magnet mount on the bottom, so you can just kind of pop it off and swap the batteries out and put it back in.
0: Okay. Because sometimes you don't even think about it, but you put these up in an awkward location. You get the ladder out, and then three months later, you're like, "Dang, I gotta get back up there." It's the last thing I want to do. Is go get that battery. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kevin, yeah. you're up.
2: Well, battery life has been great with these, uh, and just as Mike said, it kind of depends on hum. You know, when they're going off, these uh, these do have lights on them to light up a dark area to take a better picture. Uh, but from a battery point of view, these are um, uh, rechargeables. You plug a regular USB. Uh, standard connection in the back, and it uh, starts charging. And um, the, as far as I know, the uh, batteries are not replaceable, which might be viewed as a negative, but uh, um, I've had no issues with them. Like I say, they seem to run about 30 uh, or about three months to a charge.
0: Connected to your Wi-Fi network.
2: Well, and when they it. power Connected up.
0: Connected to the Homeboy cloud
2: and that's what happens when you power them up they uh <laughs> connect back to the network they connect back to Home Voice cloud um the app does a great job of letting me know when uh uh battery it'll it'll hit me with a push notice if the battery's getting low on them um so been very very good i uh, did a little quick search here i don't see where they are replaceable but i've i probably had these a couple of years now and have not had any battery issue with them but okay. uh um they hold up they're reliable you just plug them into a uh micro USB connection
0: and they charge in under an hour. Well that you know that's important to some folks. The rechargeable you take it down, you plug it in, and you know however long it takes, a couple hours and you throw it back up. You got yep. another three months and you're not throwing batteries in the um in the waste basket, you know? Absolutely. Okay. Um I think we covered everything on that. Now let me, the blink, I'm not really sure if it's different than the blink XT. So let me go. I'm sitting here doing all this interviewing business and (laughs) I have, uh, I have, uh, failed to dig out my information. I know it's two double A, but I don't know about the blink XT. So let me kind of keep this on the regular blink camera. That's, that's what I'm using. It, it does come with two AA lithium batteries. And so I, I assume you could charge your own, guys. I don't know if you want to get into that ball game, But um, it seems to be a more available than those uh, other batteries. But then again, I don't know how long these things are going to last. The weird thing about this camera is in the app, it doesn't give you like a percentage of the battery. It only tells you battery's good, so I have no clue. Now we're going to get in this a little later, but in the smart things portion of the Blink, which is which is an add-on and it's an it's additional fees, it does give you a percentage. Now, I don't know how if that's reliable or not because. One of mine is at ninety, and one of them is at eighty, and I have yet to run them down a lot. but I can tell you that I've had it for a month, and it's watching a front door and a back door which gets tons of traffic. I have a month worth of clips stored up and recorded, and it's you know it's anywhere from eighty to ninety percent, so I'm gonna say battery life on the blink XT is very good. There's no charging, but there is changing. It's double A's, and that may that you know, people may like that or they may not like that. So I don't know the life yet. I'm feeling that's gonna be pretty good on the blink. Okay, so I'm gonna go in the next the next portion of it, and that's mount. But before I can like ask Mount, I wanna get it out of the way if this is an indoor or an outdoor camera. Mike Fauchet with the Argus.
1: Um, this is actually strictly an indoor camera. Um, it's 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 nowhere near waterproof or anything. Or you wouldn't want to put it outside. So it's just it is totally an indoor camera.
0: Really, I thought I saw a, like an outdoor or something. With, they, do, do they, they picture they one version? hanging
1: off a tree. Yeah, I I <laughs> let me take a look because I. I would be. They do. Pose, they, their picture does show it as a outdoor camera, but I honestly I don't see that.
0: Is, it's. It says I don't believe IP sixty five.
1: Yeah, I see that. That's really interesting because that's not how they sent. That's not in the in the documentation they sent me, but I, I do see what it says on Amazon
0: but you were
1: you it does did say weatherproof uh, was design. it an indiegogo
0: or was it a kickstarter didn't they didn't they do it like I, that
1: yeah they did um they, they actually did a direct pre-order okay direct so they sent me a, a you know a kind of some preliminary news release on it and i went, was intrigued by it and i just picked it up but to be honest with you, I once I got it, I immediately ripped it out of the box, tried to set it up, and I haven't looked back <laughs> and tried to do any more with it because um, right. I'm really testing to see, uh, and we'll get into the situations I ran into with the app and stuff. But um, the, um, you know, I really wanted to see what it can do, and mostly, most importantly, it was the battery life. I wanted to see if I could, right. if this thing is feasible or if it's going to burn out in two days, and I got to, you know, be swapping batteries all the time.
0: Now, IP65 is known as kind of a splash proof, but not like not like swimming pool kind of uh, kind of uh, weatherproof. So I, I guess weatherproof is a good a good uh, term for it because it can take a little splash, but not it, it's it's not going to go swimming anytime soon. I, I guess. So.
1: I noticed the picture they have on Amazon is actually you know kind of underneath a patio sort of, so yep. it's kind of leads you to believe something that it may not be and it does say weatherproof but i honestly the way that you know especially towards the bottom where the batteries mount and all that i don't think that would take a lot of water before something would go squirrely
0: (laughs) well tell me about the mount there mike
1: oh the mount is is pretty slick i mean it's it's um it's it's, it's it's a magnet mount, much like uh, Kevin described. It's got a couple of screw holes, and it also has a rubber mount on the bottom. Um, so you can a- adhere it one of, you know, several different ways. You can use the uh, 3M uh, non-permanent tape, or you can use just set it down as a base. It's a very heavy base. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can just set it down as a freestanding camera, um, or you can mount it using the two screw holes on, you know, any flat location.
0: Okay. Um, Kevin, how about you? Homeboy, oh boy. Is that, a, that's an indoor, right? It's an indoor
2: only. Okay. Although I did, uh, just to scare my uh, daughter at one point, I did set one in the refrigerator and, uh, when it opened the door, when she opened the door, it went off and nice. scared her. So it, it did handle, uh, being cold refrigerated, but, uh, cold temperatures, but, uh, it's definitely an indoor only type of camera.
0: Okay. So I'm, I'm assuming the mount is pretty simple. Just set it on the table.
2: Yeah. it was. It's a table or a wall mount. Uh, it's a, a disc uh, about two inches in diameter. It's got uh, just similar to what Mike said with the 3M tape on the back. Uh, it comes with it, has a screw hole to be mounted that way as well. Um, you can take it apart to firm mount it and then snap it back together. And then uh, the camera mounts magnetically and it is... Uh, uh the the camera, like I said, was about the size of a baseball, so a little smaller than a baseball, tennis ball, probably. Um, so you can put it in any position, any uh any spot that way. So it oh, seems
0: to work pretty well. well. Everything sounds good until you get to blink, which <laughs> I think I've got you beat. I I I just am not a big fan of the blink mounting system. Now you can set this thing, it's a it's a fairly lightweight. Piece of plastic camera. I mean, if you ever get your hands on them, you know, pick it up. It's, it, there's nothing to it. It's really odd. So you can set that thing anywhere. It'll, it'll just sit anywhere. Now, it has a hinge mounted system that you can snap onto the back and then mount that on the wall in the corner, wherever you want to do it. So it's a hinge. So you can place it on the wall excuse me, and, you know, proceed to point it down, right? From the vertical, you can proceed to point that down. Now, on that hinge, there are two standard size screws with, they're like thumb screws, like you would put on the back of an old VGA uh, cable into your computer, and you would turn those thumb screws, which also has a standard screwdriver slot in it. It has those, in which you can tighten the hinge. When you get it in that perfect spot. Then you tighten the hinge. Which I, I found very cumbersome to use. I, I did not like uh, this mounting system. However, I have had them in the air. Both of these are air mounted on a wall. For over a month. And they have yet to jump off and land on anybody. So... I may not like them but they work. So there you have it. Mm-hmm. And you could you can turn, you can do you, pretty much any kind of mounting system out there, but it's it just feels flimsy and plasticky to me. So I just I I don't love, I don't like it. Now the Blink camera is an indoor camera. However, <laughs> I currently have them outdoors. So I'm kind of breaking the rules with the blink cameras they are on my side door and my front door so they are currently protected from the elements they will not get direct rain anyway shape or fashion it would have to really come in sideways and then go back vertical to get to these cameras which could happen with swirling winds but they're pretty well protected and i've even i've been um, spraying down the porch with the water hose before. And I've kind of, you know, accidentally kind of sprayed them just a little bit just to kind of test them. Things you do when you don't pay for the camera, guys. <laughs> gotcha. Sorry.
2: It looks like the uh, the Blink XT is listed as an outdoor. Are they Are they shipping that one yet?
0: Yes. Now, that one just started shipping. And again, if you're interested in the Blink and getting into the outdoor version, I would definitely go back in time Reset.fm and check out Rose Thibodeau and her video comparing it to the Arlo Pro. Cause it's a, it's a really nice conversation I had with her. And, um, it's, it seems like a pretty good camera. It's got pluses and minuses. And I think we're going to discover those here pretty quickly. So the mount, not a big fan. It's an indoor camera and I've got it mounted outside. I don't know if I'm decreasing the longevity of it. It has temperature sensors in it, and it does yell at me when it gets hot. So it says, hey, (laughs) I'm hot. But it still works. So I haven't taken it down. We are in that section of the show that I feel could probably go for the next hour. And that is connecting to it. It's got to have an app, guys. And that's usually where we lose a lot of people with, with the apps. So mm-hmm. Mike, I'm just I know you've got a big long story and I've got a frog <laughs> in my throat. <laughs> so I'm just gonna let you talk about the Argus.
1: Okay. Well that, that's your first mistake. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> um, no actually the you know, in terms of connecting it and getting it set up, it's it's actually really simple. Um, once you download the Real Link app, um, you just go through. A, basically, you're connecting it just like a Wi-Fi access point. Um, you, it configures, um, and you're literally up and running in you know just a few minutes. So configuring it and setting it up was pretty simple. Um, once it's in the app, um, you have a whole bunch of features you can adjust. Um, they actually did a really good job. Um, you know, with the different options, email notifications, um, uh, sensor adjustments, um, th- the thing has, um, you know, good night vision. So, you, you know, all of that's adjustable. Um, the PIR, which is their um, kind of motion sensing type circuitry they're using, is probably one of the best I've ever seen because most of that stuff usually doesn't work very well, um, as noted on most of the IP cameras that you buy today. Um, But the, this actually works really well. You can actually configure it. Um, you can adjust the sensitivity. And overall, it just does a really good job, you know, sensing motion and timing out when it does the recording. I've had really good luck with, you know, getting it configured and not getting a bunch of false alarms just because the the blinds, you know, blanked or something.
0: Is there so a specific app for the Argus or is it just that Realink app?
1: No, it's just the Real Link app, which okay. which is really what got me down a tizzy in the first place. And um, I'll give Real Link credit for actually responding as fast as they did, because um, you know my in my past experience when I configured an app, it usually worked really well indoors or in you know inside your local network. But then as you stepped out, if you didn't have any type of you know forwarding somewhere, you weren't going to see a whole lot. Of configuration, unless, of course, you used some type of cloud service where you could just go in and, like, the ring doorbell, where you can go in and actually see your recordings and what's going on online. This particular app does some interesting things. Um, once you configure it, the first thing that actually surprised me with it was when um, I installed the app for the first time to configure, obviously the um, the Argus. Once it was configured, and I pulled it up on the screen, it pulled up all of my other Real Link cameras without me having to actually do anything. Mm. So it actually went out and searched the network internally. <laughs> what was surprising to me is that all of my Real Links have all custom ports and um, theoretically shouldn't have been found. So it detected them, set them up, and, of course, I did have to put the credentials in. So in all fairness, I did have to, you know, it wasn't going to just pull up the picture without any type of authentication. But what really surprised me is that when I walked outside and got back onto the cell network, it still worked, um, which was also surprising to me. Because, again, I made no – there's no external cloud account. I have made no port forward, you know, configurations in my router nothing I mean it should have technically been locked down but somehow it manages to go around that and that made me a little nervous and that's part of that was mostly the the thrust of the article I wrote and to their credit they responded to it extremely quickly Um, in actually multiple people responded to it very quickly on Twitter and Uh, sent me some private messaging explaining in detail what the app does. When I posted the conversation that I had with them on my article, I updated it and posted, you know, what their explanation was. My biggest complaint, I think, was that there was no warning or notifications. If you're not using, you know, if you're setting up a cloud account, you kind of expect there'll be some communications. You're expecting that it's going to transmit something to the cloud account. You're going to access that account. You're going to see whatever it is you need to see or configure whatever need you need to configure. You expect that. This doesn't work that way. <laughs> it, you know, to its credit, it doesn't use um, any type of a cloud account whatsoever. However, um, somehow they're able to make all of these connections. So they're doing some type of remote dynamic link of some kind. So it was a little bit disheartening for me to not even know that that was taking place. You know, I think all of us have a level of security consciousness, um, you know, especially nowadays. So you kind of want to know what's accessing your network, what's not, and what's transmitting in and out. I, I have no problem with their explanation and how they chose to explain how they, um, you know, how they basically lock it down by using the UID. Um, but I think, in, and I suggest to them and they agreed to take a look at it for future releases is that they ought to give us a warning and let us know that's what's happening. Just, just, uh, just so we know, I mean, you know, w- will you not use the app? Maybe, but I, you know, I probably would have used it anyway, but I would have liked to known that this transmission was taking place because it's not just for the Argus when it opens up, it opens up for the entire bank of cameras that you have. So I was able to see my, all of my real link cameras, without really doing anything. Mm-hmm. And that was a little bit, you know, uh, a little bit strange for me.
0: I completely understand. You know, this takes me back to a conversation we had, I mean, a year, maybe two years ago, Mike, when we were looking at the POE bullet cameras by Realink, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. at that time, I bought an Amcrest camera right. at the same time. And I told you that... I used, I can't remember whose software it was, but they came with, it came with a Windows piece of software. And it was Mm -hmm. actually a really nice little DVR software program that you could use and not have to, you know, pay out any money for any blue iris or anything like that. And I used that for both of the cameras. So I thought, okay, that's kind of weird, but it works, right? So while you were talking, I installed the Reolink app. And I didn't do anything, Mike. I installed it, and I opened it up, and it says it lists my Amcrest camera, and it lists my Reolink camera. Now, it Mm -hmm. it is asking me for the credentials for both of them. So it still sees both of those cameras as uh, Reolink addressable. That's, I guess back in the day, they were doing something. One of those manufacturers was making cameras for the other name or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, you know, and, and I kind of get that, but you know, going to your example where you just loaded the you know the app, if you type in the credentials to those cameras and then disable your Wi-Fi and walk outside, everything will continue to work, and you've given no authority whatsoever other than you you want it to view the camera. Um, you've not given authority to transmit. You've given authority to access the camera, but you don't have an idea that when you leave your house, in your own public. Wi-Fi, public network, cell network, whatever you're on, that it's going to continue to make that transmission, and and that I think was the the, the concern that I had.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, this is pretty neat. I mean, it's a nice little app.
1: It's a wonderful app. They did a great job with it in every aspect, um, and I'm not trying to slam them for it. Again, I think they their response and their uh, you know their explanation you know was reasonable. I just think they need to step up the um, you know the the notifications or at least the uh, you know let us know that that's what's going to happen. I, I don't think they did a good job letting people know that I, when you get go it. ahead, I and...
0: Get it. it makes people nervous. You know uh, these Chinese yeah. companies, and I, I don't want to throw them under the bus just because they're you know maybe they're an overseas company, but you know th- there's there's a thing now that, like mm-hmm. DJI with their drones, you know like. Right. The US military was told to turn them off. Don't use them ever mm-hmm. again. Right. Because, yeah, they're sending a lot of, they're sending a lot of data back to China. You know, people are freaked out by that. So I get it. I get it. I don't think anybody's going to be interested in my basement and my two <laughs> sump pumps that my real link camera is pointing at. But if they want to see that, have at it. I do find it weird that, um, part of their permissions on the app was for the microphone. Yeah. That's something yeah. that I will, in Android, I will physically go into that app and I will disable that permission, which Android lets you do. I, I like mm-hmm. that part of it. I also like that I could buy an Argus camera and throw it around the house or outdoors. Mm-hmm. And I can get, I can look at that Argus camera and my Link bullet cameras, which are POE, Mm -hmm. on the same app i i i like that so mike that brings me to a question can you address that argus camera directly from a third party dvr nvr system i'm talking like a synology a qnap or a blue iris i think so
1: I think so, but I haven't tried it yet. So, in all fairness, I, I can't say with absolute certainty. But that's that's next because um, I'm actually planning to attach this to Blue Iris along with the rest of my cameras, um, and and I should be able to actually control it from there as well. There might be I might have to wait a little while for direct support from Blue Iris, but I suspect it's doable. I mean, it's an IP camera and it does use some. Um, Uh, standard streaming protocols i don't know how well it's going to record though because you know most of your cameras are shooting usually higher resolution video um this is giving you kind of a stream and but it's recording to a local sd card with um, a slightly higher resolution so i don't know if it's going to work directly in terms of getting full quality resolution to a Mm third-party solution like blue iris but it should be addressable and should be viewable.
0: Okay, and yeah, I'll
1: you know, I'll let you know when I find it when I test it.
0: Yeah, it's interesting to see if if it would be able to do that. Um, I don't know what it stands for. I can't remember, but it's ONVIF. So everybody says ONVIF. If is it is it ONVIF compatible, which means you can address that camera from third party solutions. So, but typically these battery streaming cameras are. They don't want you to because that would eat the battery to pieces if you were addressing it, you know, frequently with a third party system. And honestly, yeah, that camera a bad name. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like the battery only lasted me three weeks. Yeah.
1: And I suspect that would happen here because they actually have a very tight ecosystem, um, you know, with, you know, recording locally and. And I don't think they're going to want too much control over their camera. I, I'm yeah, pretty sure I can get it that. to view, but they may block, you know, a, a lot of streaming and recording.
0: I'll just search on VIF. Sorry to take so much time on this question, guys. Hi, is this camera on VIF? Is not. It is not. It says it's not. That was July 2017. Okay. They may be blocking that.
1: Yeah, they never advertised it to be. Um, I'm just, you know, knowing how most of these uh, IP cameras are addressable in some fashion, I'm sure there's a, there's a way to actually read it. But i, I got to experiment with it. I, I can't say for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So let me run over to Kevin. How is, yes. How is the app ecosystem for the Homeboy camera? uh it's the best it's the best now i said Next ecosystem. Question. don't go too deep because i do have some <laughs> questions for you ecosystem wise but just well that ends the, the, the camera how do you think
2: and homeboy wins yay <laughs> um i love the app and you know by comparison of course you know this this product was launched as a you know, somewhat standalone product, So, the, you know, there's not a lot of connectivity, uh, and we can get into some of the, the other connectivity functions there. But um, things that I really like about the app itself is it was extremely easy to set up the cameras uh, through the app, and everything is done through the app that way. Um, you uh, have the ability to control how they record. Uh, you can have uh, settings for when motion is sensed, do they go off, you um, do do you want an alarm to go off at the same time so you can have it alarm as well as record video um an interesting thing and hopefully you can edit that out (laughs) (laughs) i was
0: like i'm looking at both of you like okay who just knocked over a trash can i like it i'm leaving that in
2: one of the one of the many dogs we have staying here just tipped over an end table and uh, that scared the daylights out of him. So I'll make a little more noise
0: for just a minute. here. So Kevin's dog sitting, yeah. You know, there so. we
2: go. I'm dog sitting. Um, so back to the app. Uh, the you know depending on how you and and in addition to liking the you know the the homeboy, they they built in some features of. Uh, this social network around how you use the homeboy, so you can be set up as a. Uh, um, I'm listed as the chief, so I'm the main contact for all functions around here. But then you can add people to be part of your posse, and a uh, little bit of corny terms there. But um, the, so if you wanted people to be flagged when uh, motion, when a camera kicked on, or when motion went on, so basically you know, from a neighbor point of view or a family member or a friend. So it kind of opened up some of the options around that. So there's some pretty neat stuff with that. Um, Like I said earlier, the flagging about when a recording takes off has been very accurate. The, um, uh, battery measurement has been very active. Uh, and then for other integrations, they rely on, uh, if this, then that for some other functions and we can, we can dig into those, uh, uh, when we get to that section of the discussion, but been very happy with the, you know, some cameras that I played with the, uh, the push notifications weren't that great. Uh, homeboy, they've been great. You know, it it really does everything that I would expect it to do.
0: Okay. And that's kind of what we're you know, the app, does it, does it work? Do, can you set it up easy? Can you see it in the home? Can you see it out of the home? That's kind of, that's kind of where we're after. Yep. All right. So I'm going to close the, my new Real Link app and I'm going to open the Blink app, which I'm, I'm just going to kind of ditto with you guys. It's, it was really easy to add cameras and viewing cameras. I I have I honestly I've really enjoyed the app. You know, sometimes I can be very picky about an app and just absolutely hate an app. Now it like any camera system, it's it takes a little while. You have to fiddle with it. You really have to fiddle with it. But right now, I'm looking at the app and I can see my two um my two entrances and I can see the last the last screen grab of what it picked. I can see, you know, I there's a kid <laughs> sitting at my front door ringing the bell, right? I can see that. And I can easily go to the recording folder and get those, and I can easily turn it on, turn it off. I can edit the camera. I can turn it, I can check the temperature. I can adjust sensitivity, re-trigger, you know, how long it records, how long will it it, uh, re-trigger, clip, clip, link, clip, length. I can't can't talk. And um, it's Wi-Fi status. So I probably shouldn't go any further in the app for Blink is fine. There's really no reason to, uh, you know, gig that any. Now, when we're going to get to connectivity, there's a whole bunch of other stuff we can talk about on the Blink. So
1: There's one thing I wanted to add, Dave, um, with regards to before we close up the topic of the app. um, I'm not sure about the other cameras we're discussing here, but on the Argus, the one feature that really caught my attention was, um, and it's something that's, as we all know, is a big pain in the neck nowadays, and that's the firmware upgrade. And they've actually automated that firmware upgrade process. So it's actually part of the app. It will actually um, detect and update the camera.
0: Yeah, I found I found that that was pretty decent in um in this one as well. It you know the at first install it checked and said, "Hey, I need, I've got a firmware update waiting for me." And uh let's do this. And since then it hasn't I haven't had any updates, so it hasn't been very intrusive at all. Okay, so here's something I want to ask you about. Because Arlo Pro and Arlo comes with a hub, and you have to connect the camera to the hub, and not your home Wi-Fi. So my question is: is does your system connect to your home Wi-Fi, or does it have a hub that it connects to, Mike?
1: Um, actually, it connects directly to the Wi-Fi. So, which you know, if you don't have too many cameras, I probably think is a better way to go.
0: But it does connect direct. Okay, okay Kevin. How about yours?
2: Uh, same here. It uh, connects right into uh, Wi-Fi. I should have I should have saved the power up uh, when I powered that other one up. It, it, it and it tells you when it's connected to the Wi-Fi and uh, that it's connected back to Homeboy's network.
0: Okay. Well, I've got you beat again. I've got a hub. <laughs> and that is not necessarily a good thing, guys. And I I think you know why, is because you have to place that hub central to where you're going to put your cameras. Now, here's the other thing, guys. Check this out. The Blink Hub connects to Wi Fi. There's an Ethernet jack on the hub, but it's not turned on. And the The OCD in me, it drives me crazy. I literally think (laughs) I need to put a piece of tape over it so I don't don't ever see it again because it just drives me nuts that it's not using it. But So the Blink module connects to Wi-Fi and it has Wi-Fi that connects to the cameras. It's just, it is what it is. Now, here's the thing, and I don't, Correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, if I get this wrong. The Blink Sync module, Blink Sync, will connect six cameras. You can add secondary sync modules to put cameras all over the place if you want to. So that's a that's a good thing right there. Take it or leave it. Love it or hate it. It's got a sync module, so... With no Ethernet, they say that maybe someday they'll in, they'll enable the Ethernet, but they have not yet. So,
1: okay, go ahead. I guess that would. I was going to say that seems probably like it might be problematic depending on your size of your house. I mean, I mean you're right. yeah, I mean that's. You're right. We have enough trouble getting regular Wi-Fi throughout the house without getting over into it, it.
0: A lot, yes. That could be that could be an issue. I have, I've got the jickiest setup right now. I've got it in the center of my house, plugged in with its little USB adapter with the USB cable I've got it dangling and wrapped back around the plug, and the sink module's just hanging it's just hanging on the wall where the where the uh where it's plugged in, and I need to move that and get it into a more you know it it needs to get put away honestly you need to be able to put that away and on really I've thought about doing it on the mantle. To see if I can get it tucked behind something on the mantle, because you know how sometimes you have a power plug on the mantle that's kind of hidden away. That's where I was going to do it. So we'll see, but it could be. You're right.
1: Have you tested putting the um, sync module like to the other end of the house and doing a camera at the other end to see if it'll
0: reach? I have not. That's a that's a good idea. It's what I, that's what I should do, or just take a camera and take it to the clear reaches of the home and see if it would yeah, work.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah That would be interesting because I don't – do do we know or do you know what – what uh, how they – what they use for actual connection? Is it Wi-Fi? Is it its own Wi-Fi network or is it some other frequency or
0: – They – I believe they call it wireless. I don't
1: – Oh, okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Blink so it door. may or may not have the limitations of – Traditional Wi-Fi. I don't Hopefully, they're not exactly. using two point
0: four. You me. I really don't remember exactly what um what they call it. I'm digging. I'm clicking like mad right now. You can't see it. <laughs> I I can't find it. They don't really. You know, they don't really talk about the sync module a lot. I think that that's uh probably not really popular in the system but
2: all right so let's and that's a that's a good question i mean ultimately it hits but as you're kind of hitting on that it's um not to uh draw too much comparison but it it's like uh you know sonos speakers sonos can set right on your wi-fi network or you can put them in what they call boost mode put them behind a bridge or a boost which kind of offloads your Wi-Fi, still shows up as part of your network, but it takes off um, as its own Wi-Fi network. It's their their own little mesh network in the background. So ultimately, the load of it hits your system, but it just kind of Mm.
0: depends on where it's going to hit it at. So something good to know. Yeah, and perhaps if you had trouble, you could buy an additional sync module Mm -hmm. and put that somewhere that it's going to be able to reach. Right? right, almost like bridging it.
2: So yep, and so it could be a good to that could be put the that plus way.
0: on it. Yeah, as my cameras are blinking and going off like crazy right now. <laughs> let's move on and let's talk about storage. So that's another huge topic, and I'll just start with you, Mike. When we talk about storage, tell me about if it has local storage if it has a cloud option, if that's like a subscription or if there's a free option, and is there any kind of long-term storage option? And by that means, I'm I'm thinking like, can you sync it to another service like a Dropbox and can you archive? Can you, like mine, I can download to the phone, but that's kind of a pain, so I was just kind of curious if it has any other long-term storage option.
1: Um, at this point, I'm going to have to say no, uh, but I'm, I haven't explored that too much. Right now, it stores to a local SD card, um, so I've got mine going to a 64-gig SD card, and so far, that hasn't been a problem, and I you know, I think I mentioned earlier that I'm actually um, recording quite a bit per day, and I'm looking at the card right now. It still shows I've got free space of 55 gigs. So I'm guessing I can record for another six months or so before I, it's going to even attempt to, to to rewrite. So there's plenty of space in the card. It seems to compress the video pretty well, but I'm not aware of any other additional services. But again, I'll have to caveat that and say I haven't truly looked at that too closely just yet.
0: Okay. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised because a lot of these companies, they they're all about you know, upselling to some type of um, cloud-based storage option. That's kind of crazy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so it's all SD and, I mean, that's pretty much all you need to know, right? You've got it. If you want it, you can pull it off and keep it. And can you download it to the phone?
1: You can view it from the phone. Um, I, don't, I don't see an option yet to actually transfer it to the phone, Although I'm sure that's probably in there. Um, the extent of what I've used it for is actually to play back the video mm-hmm. that I've recorded. And that is actually pretty slick. They have a nice playback app that, you know, allows you to to scroll. And unlike a lot of these, it, it skips the empty space. So if it detects empty space, it just kind of skips over it. So you don't have to scroll through 18 days of, you know, no recordings. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking through their uh, specs, and it says storage micro SD slot. Interesting.
1: Yeah, I, I'm sure they'll <laughs> you know potentially add something in the future. I mean, they could easily do that by creating their own cloud service. But again, I'm sure that changes the dynamics. And I think one of the things that to keep in mind with this thing is you know uh, potentially to, compared to some of the ones we're talking about tonight, this might be a little bit more um basic for, for lack of a better way to describe it but it's also only $99 so um the pricing on the camera is actually pretty good given it's a 1080 camera 1080p camera
0: yeah yeah 100 bucks that's that's a that's a decent for a battery operated camera okay Kevin you're up storage on there the you
2: so uh Homeboy has their own cloud uh so all your videos go up to their cloud. You can view them on the phone if you'd like to uh or uh one of the things that won me over, and like I say, I've had these for a couple of years now um back when these came out uh they had a uh if this then that uh app set up to uh bring the bring the videos automatically down to uh Dropbox. And so that's worked perfectly for me. Uh, everything that gets recorded on the homeboy network uh, from any of the cameras is identified by the camera's name and its, its identifier. And uh, then they end up back down in, in a Dropbox account. Uh, when you buy homeboy products, they come with a basic um, program, which is 12 hours worth of video timeline uh, for free. So for 12 hours you have access to the videos up there. They sell a premium service uh, for $5 a month that is 30 days of video timeline, uh, unlimited downloads, and uh, that's also 50 bucks a year if you want to pay it yearly. So I know a lot of folks do that. Frankly, the way I've used it, I've just stayed and... and I'm, mine's a little bit different because I was an early adopter. Um, I have 30 days of video timeline if I wanted to leave it with them. Uh, but like I say, I've I've just set up that uh, if this, then that, and it pops
0: it right down to Dropbox, and there they are. Okay, so when you say 12 hours free, that means it, it'll record 12 hours worth of video or it'll hold... Like it recorded something at seven a.m. It'll hold that for twelve hours for you.
2: I believe it will hold it for twelve hours.
0: Okay. Okay, so I mean, you could uh, you could honestly miss it. it, it, it you,
2: you 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 could, and that's why I think the app is so important because the app's going to flag you on it.
0: Yeah, I, I find I, I find that a little disturbing. I, I don't I don't like that whatsoever. So I mean, thirty days. I understand. Mm-hmm. Five dollars a camera could be. Expensive. There's no group option.
2: Um, no, that's a good question. I uh, I don't know. You know, I I would think. So when I signed up, uh, it was by an account. So that's a question I should probably get answered. Is is the premium service the five buck a month service? Is that by your account or is that per camera? Okay, because it doesn't that, really say.
1: Yeah, I would be surprised if it was by camera because that would be quite. That could get quite expensive. Well, you know, yeah. I'm
0: I'm testing another group of cameras uh, from Easyviz, V-I-Z. Lovely cameras, but it's it's expensive. There's not a group mm-hmm. plan, so it would it wouldn't surprise me. It it would if I could only access a a recording for twelve hours. That that seems, I mean, that that could be their plan. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, though, if you're listening to this and we're sitting here scratching our heads, check the show notes, and I'll either have a link with that answer in the show notes or we'll have a link to a forums post where, where we will discuss all of this stuff. And, uh, and that's kind of what this is, is opening a discussion on these three camera systems and uh, letting you guys know, you know, a little thing little things about it if you you know should want to purchase one of these but kevin i'm really intrigued with the if this then that option and i said it with this question and i didn't really mean to paint you into that solution but i did and and you have that and i mm-hmm. find that quite intriguing where you get someone rings your doorbell you can record that well if you know someone walks into your house you record that mm-hmm. with the homeboy transfers it to Dropbox because I use uh, a NAS on Dropbox. Anytime a file lands into my Dropbox folder, that NAS gets it and yep. pulls it down. It's in my home at that point. So I, I find that really interesting. You could keep it yeah. forever.
2: So in in, in in a lot of ways, that's where what I liked about this was for, for my use case, Dropbox has worked well. Uh, and the ability to pull Dropbox down into a NAS or a server device of your own for archival, if you wanted, um, does open up a lot of uh, interesting things for you.
1: That's actually a great way to do it. I, I'm hoping that those kind of features get added to Arcus going forward because I would love that. But again, I'm, I'm assuming that impacts or potentially impacts battery life at some point.
2: It well, so and we'll we we will get to uh, you know, one of the things that probably is a reason why battery life has been good is that you know, the resolution is fairly low on the homeboys. You know, it's probably the only real negative I can think of of these guys is it is a 640 by 480 camera, you know, and, and they've been around for a couple of years, so they're they're probably um, I should probably hit them up and see if they're looking at doing an HD version of some kind, but but even at 640 by 480, you know, the videos that I have taken with it, um, they're good. I mean, if somebody had broken into the house, I think you'd stand a good chance of getting a, a face shot or, a, you know, a, a good image off from that if you're mm-hmm. able to. So despite the specs being low at 640 by 480, the the videos and pictures have been really quite good.
0: Yeah, it it sounds kind of wrong to say 640, 480 and not HD, but you're right. It those kind of cameras can still get a good picture i 've got d link cameras in action right now that are nothing special in their're six forty four eighty and they still capture a really good uh, a really good shot so nope. I
1: think as long as you know depending on where you put them i think it it might have a lot to do with what kind of shot you get mm-hmm. too so I mean for the most part. um, yeah, 640 or 720 is more than enough. 720 works for usually pretty well indoors when you're up to kind of like uh, an area that maybe is more up close and personal, and, you know, like a hallway or something like that. As you get further out, um, or as the room gets bigger and you're trying to cover more area with the camera, the resolution does come in handy, especially if you want to get up, you know, you need to look a little closer. So I've had some challenges with, you know, playing around with resolution a little bit.
0: It's a good observation, and you're, you're exactly right. A hallway, low resolution, uh, if you're pointing this outside and you have a street in front of you and you're grabbing a car driving by, the maximum resolution you can get is what you want because it, it can get difficult to identify um, large picture areas, just like you said. So, Okay, it's my turn. We're talking storage. Blink gives you some free storage. It's it's one of the cameras that is, it's a freak of nature. They're giving something away. But you can store small clips in their cloud service and access them via the app. There's no SD card. There's no local storage on it. Now, it's kind of round robin. When when it gets full, they tell you a hundred percent. You're X percent, right? They don't tell you you can store this much or that much. I have a one hundred percent bar. When it gets full, they say they're going to delete the oldest clip. Now, I have I'm at, I'm at a hundred percent right now because it's it's entryway. It records everything that moves, and it goes back about thirty days. If I scroll all the way back, I can get, there's nothing fancy about scrolling through it. I'm, I can see August 3rd, 2017, and I can play that video right here. It's accessing it. Yep, there's, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm setting the camera up probably, grabbing the ladder. So it's going back a month so that's pretty good about it. I don't I have not been able to find anything to get those videos off of it, right? To to do that scenario if this then that transfer it to Dropbox and then pull it back down somehow. I have not found how to do that. It could be out there because as we will talk about soon, it does have if this, than that integration. So I just don't know if you can get the files off of it. So that's something to look at. So local storage, no. Cloud storage, yes. Long-term storage, I'm going to say no. But I've got about 30 days on it. And I have been, if you've listened to me long enough, and I'm talking over the last probably four years we've been talking about cameras and security, I've always been the Synology guy. I like having recorded storage on my hard drives in which I can go back infinitely in time and see whatever I want to see. I've only done that maybe once. I don't know why I'm so freakish about it, but I have been. Reviewing this camera system has kind of brought me to the future where I'm thinking, you know what? All I really need to know is I see the box on the porch. If I when I get home and that box is not on the porch, I'm gonna go to my camera system and try to find it, right? To see if anybody walked up and took my delivery off my porch. So I'm kind of coming around to your guys's thinking and doing the short term. In Thirty days is it's enough. Trust me, Mm -hmm. it's enough. Okay, so let's get into another touchy subject. Um, I want to talk about motion sensing, and I want to talk about triggering recordings. And I will just... uh, I'm going to give an example of where I come from, and I know you guys have played with these high-dollar softwares too. With the Synology surveillance station, I can use... I can look at a camera picture and I can kind of paint on the screen where I want the trigger area to be, right? Let's say I'm panoing my front lawn and I can trigger area, the sidewalk at the bottom, but not the road at the top of the picture. So if a car goes by, I don't want to record that. But if a human walks across my yard, I want to record that. So there's trigger areas. That's when I that's what I say by trigger recording. And also motion sensing. You know, how sensitive can you train it? Can you train it human versus dog, human versus car? Things like that. So having said that, Mike, I'm gonna throw it over to you. How do you how do you feel the Argus is treating you on that front?
1: Um truthfully I, I had really good luck with it. It I don't have animals or pets or of any type. So I can't compare to how sensitive it would be for non-humans. But in terms of my experience with it, um, in terms of people actually using it, it's been great. I've been really pleased with it. Um, the, 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 the adjustments, however, are extremely basic. Low, medium and high is what you get. So you don't have a lot of options. um, and you can definitely tell the difference between setting it to low, medium, and high. Um, but honestly, um, I've tried all three, experimented with all three. I leave it at medium, and it works fine. I mean, it gets—if I get anywhere near the camera, it trips. But I've had zero false alarms in terms of just you know arbitrary recordings because the light changes or whatever. So it's been really good. They also added a feature which I'm not sure any sane person would use. And that 's actually a siren there's actually a siren built in okay. so when you when your motion sensing goes off, it actually starts to pound the siren well, that might be okay if it 's in a room when you 're gone on vacation um, but it's not okay if you 're monitoring the front door you right. know because um, the thing ends up beeping all the time and as, as I mentioned before, I set mine in a You know, for testing purposes and potentially for other things in the future, I want to put it in a high traffic area. I want to understand what it can and can't do. I sure as heck don't want the siren going on.
0: Yeah, that may be um, kind of a a geofencing kind of thing where all your -hmm. your phones have left the house. Hey, I'm going to arm and I'm going to beep and be annoying if someone comes in.
1: Yeah, and and that geofencing is not something they've really added in just yet. I'm sure, you know, this is an infancy, this product's in infancy stages, so I'm sure it will grow in features, but right now it's really basic.
0: Okay, and something I forgot to ask is, does it record audio with the video? Yes. It does? Yes, it does, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um are you finding you're recording too much or is it just right or I mean, um working just in general
1: well as i mentioned i think it's doing exactly what i expected it to do um i don't think i'm recording too much if i look at my um what I'm presently recording at, given that, again, it's the front door and um, it's it's an area of the house that everybody walks by, you know, to either get to um, – I mean, I go by the thing 20 times a day because it's right in front of my office door. And anybody going inside inside the living room or in and out of the house, they're going to go through that area. So I'm recording it and I'm not seeing a lot of false recordings. So, you know, it's doing – I think it's doing what I – needed to do okay. or what i expected it to do
0: okay all right kevin what do you think
2: uh, motion sensing has been good on the product it uh, goes off when i expect it to go off um it does have a pet mode that you can uh, set per camera if you want um i haven't experimented with that much
0: but uh You've got it, four it, dogs it, in the house now kevin it's the perfect time I,
2: it, it would be the time to try it i should i'll run <laughs> one downstairs and try it um uh, to me. the point Mike made, uh, this one has, uh, you, you can turn a uh, siren sensor on and off as well. So if you want it to, when it triggers and starts recording, you can have it go off with a siren. Uh, another cool feature of the app is, so I have three of these cameras at any point in time. If I have the cameras armed, I can request a capture. So you just go into the app, highlight the camera that you want, click on request a capture now, and it takes a shot for you. Okay. So it's kind of a neat feature from that point of view as well.
0: You know, something I didn't ask Mike and you, and this may seem like a dumb question, but I will, when I, when I do the answering, I think that I will explain this question is, is it infrared? Is that how it is picking up movement?
1: And I don't know. Yeah, it's a good (laughs) question. Because they, you know, um, Realink calls it PIR. That's all they really say. They don't really, it implies infrared, but it doesn't really spell it out, at least from anything I've seen. Yeah. I'm trying to look up in their documentation here to see if they, uh, it says night vision is uh, IR LEDs. Um,
0: Let's see. I think that's passive infrared, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's how they detect it. Well, Yeah, just, I think that's what it is. Well, let me explain my question. And I say that, I say it was a dumb question because the Blink camera does not use infrared. It doesn't have it on it. It uses the camera system itself. But it has the world's most annoying light on the thing i put it i've got um an eight-year-old who's a sleepwalker so when we put the kids to bed go downstairs i have a little camera situated in a hallway and let's say i'd turn it on at 9 p.m anything between 9 p.m and like 2 a.m detects movement it'll it texts me right the old um um, push notification. This, the, the blink was scaring the children. (laughs) Like if one of them gets up, right? Daddy, I'm thirsty. (laughs) They would walk down the hall and they would all just, just shy away from the light. Like daddy, turn the light off. It's killing me. And it would just blare at them. And it's like, that is the most annoying thing ever. Now you can turn that off, but obviously it's not going to record. Um, you know who it is you're not you're not going to see anybody because there's no infrared if you've seen an infrared camera recording you can kind of see that dark gray hallway and you can see the body walking and then you can see the eyes all lit up and you can tell who that person is in in most cases that's the infrared working now this thing has this it's it's like an led flashlight If you came out to my door and I stuck an LED flashlight in your face and said, what do you want? That's what this (laughs) camera does. Now, having said that, I put it up high above the door. So when you walk up to my door, you don't see a camera, right? You don't see a ring doorbell. You come up to the door and if you're doing anything nefarious, this camera is up here. And if it's at night it's going to turn on that flashlight and it's going to get your attention and it's going to say, hey, I'm a camera. I'm recording you. You better beat it. So that's one thing I like about it. But once again, I have an indoor camera mounted in an outdoor situation, which it's not supposed to be. And this is really an indoor camera. So I probably couldn't recommend this as... Like a family camera, right? Something that you, you use all the time. Now, if you're leaving your house and you want to have some blinks all around the house, man, it would be perfect because it's going to have this annoying light turn on if someone gets into your house. That the bad person's going to know, right? I just got recorded.
1: I, this is falls into the category of the right tool for the right job I guess cuz you know mm-hmm. in most situations inside you may not want that uh, I know obviously the listeners can't see that but if you look at this this is actually night vision mm-hmm. um, I don't know how clear you can see it but oh, perfectly. it's actually it's actually really good um, It's a
0: nice vest, by the way.
1: Yeah thank you. <laughs> they they um the ability to pick up, you know, the, the what the, the work they've done with the night vision is actually pretty good. So it, it does make it useful. Um, there is an annoying LED that's on there that starts blinking away every time you walk by. But that's, you know, you can disable and it's not going to impact uh, the recorder or anything like that.
0: Right. Kevin, anything
2: to add? No, you know, same kind of thing here. When when these do go off, the the LEDs uh, you you mentioned LED flashlight blasting you into the face. That's that's a lot of what this is. There's a little array of uh, LEDs around it to create the light to take the shot. But uh, you know, it it just just as Mike says, it's kind of the use case and you know where you're going to use them and how you're going to use them.
0: Triggering on mine, uh, it's pretty much like. Uh, what Mike said. There's kind of a low, medium, high. I think it's like a one through six, and it, it's okay. It, it it records everything. If a dog walks onto the porch, it doesn't matter if you're on high sensitivity or low sensitivity. It's gonna it's gonna record it. So, um, you do have to mess around with sensitivity and clip length. And re-trigger time, those are a couple of annoying things, clip length and re-trigger time. Uh, I'm re- right now I'm recording a 15 second uh, clip and I have re-trigger time at the very lowest possible. And it only goes down to 10 seconds. So <clears throat> the reason I have clip length so low at 15 seconds, you would think maybe I should record a little longer it waits until the clip is recorded. It will wait that entire 15 seconds before it does a notification. That is the the pain point with the blink. So, someone comes to your door, if you have the recording set to 30 seconds, it's going to record 30 seconds of video before it lets you know someone's at your door. Mm -hmm. So, that's kind of... That's that's not the best situation. Now, I've seen where some folks are using smart things and they're doing two. So they would do, and I don't even know how to do this right now, they would do a one-second recording. So it's going to record for one second, send the notification, and then they're doing, somehow they're, Adjusting the re-trigger time to almost zero seconds and then doing a second recording. And that's mm. what's going to get your person standing at your porch. Don't quote me on that. Anybody listening? I don't know how that works just yet. I haven't, haven't had it long enough, but. It. Um, it, it does just like any other camera. It, it takes some kind of messing around with on the triggering and things like that. So it does record audio too. I, Kevin, I didn't ask you about the audio on. The yes,
2: okay. you can uh, once again through the app. You can select to record audio or not
0: record audio. Your choice. Yes, and I, I personally like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you out there listening are interested in that, but I do find it quite interesting to watch the clips back and hear hear the voice. <laughs> it is okay.
1: I think this again depends on where you put it and you know what you're trying to accomplish with it. It's nice to have the option to
0: turn it on and off, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And it's nice to be able to jump on the camera, and listen, right? So no telling what you can do right, with, right. uh, with <laughs> the elementary kids around that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Does it have smarts? Can you integrate it? Does it have IFTTT smart things? Um, She Who Shall Not Be Named, whether it's the Amazon, the Google, or the Microsoft device, uh, soon to be Sonos for Kevin, um, does it have smarts, guys? Mike?
1: Well, this will be a short discussion. No, <laughs> it doesn't have any intelligence whatsoever, Um, so it really can't do much of anything as it stands. I, I'm sure, again, because this is a... Uh, you know, a brand new product, hot off the press. So I'm sure they'll add these kind of features, but right now it doesn't do anything.
0: <clears throat> You're right. I see a question and answer in Amazon. There's no plan to add IFTT in the short term. They say short term, so. Kevin, what do you got?
2: Uh, a very good T support, mm-hmm. if I can get enough T's in there. Uh, once again, I was impressed, you know, had it for a couple of years I uh, was impressed that was available right off the bat uh, of course the one I spoke about earlier that I loaded up right away was the uh, upload my uh, videos to Dropbox right. um, another thing about uh, if this then that 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 I notice with um, a lot of these are published by homeboy themselves That's so nice. I like that you know I, I, I like that as well um, arming and disarming same time every night and morning, uh, automated. Uh, there is, uh, the voice, uh, integration with, uh, the Amazon voice product that I won't say the name of. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that is in there, which opens the doors to several things of being able to integrate that way. Um, and something I have not played with much yet. Um, there is geofencing built into the app for arming and disarming. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that that uh, with three members of the family, I'm still kind of working out the whole geofencing logic of what works and what doesn't work. But uh, so uh, good, good integration with arming, disarming and other things with um, uh, if this, then that. And uh, seems to be heading in the right directions that way.
0: Yeah, I like that. Uh, the Blink system has smart it has uh if this then that where you can um you can use their push buttons where you can put widgets on android screens uh push a button arm the system disarm the system um i have not seen any like file transfer like dropbox but you can use it to uh flash like your hue lights um you can arm disarm with uh the google product and the, the Amazon product I think I have not done that um, I think there's some geofencing I haven't really looked at that the biggest thing Kevin and I know you know this is there is an integration into smart things now most of the time when you say that and you say yes it is supported by smart things you think that you can roll right into the smart things app <laughs> and install it this, with Blink, that is not the case. It's a little more convoluted. You do have to go into what they call the IDE, where the, kind of the programmer interface. You have to load um the software that... It's basically like drivers, guys. It's basically like notepad and drivers. So you have to go on the web, load the driver for the camera system, load a secondary driver that lets... Smart things talk to Blink, and then you go, you save all that, and then you go into the app, and then you add Blink to your system. And then you can mess with it. Now, I said most of the time, Smart Things owners think that they can do that for free. With the Blink system, you cannot do that for free. You have to pay for that. There is a programmer out there, um, I don't even know his name. But I know it's called R Boy Apps. I'll put this in the show notes. You can just Google R B O Y A P P S or R B O Y Smart Things. He's written a lot of apps. I personally have paid for it. I paid for it prior to owning uh, Blink, I paid for it to do some other things in my home, and I found it uh, quite worth it. It's like $35 for a lifetime. Right, to get this stuff any he update he updates it constantly so it's really a good system what I like with the smart things guys is now I can integrate blink with every other device in my smart things inventory so camera sees movement turn on light it it's Camera sees movement, close garage. You know, Whatever you want to do, just think about your smart things. Think about a Z-Wave hub or a Zigbee hub. You can do all of that if this then that kind of operations within your home, within your smart things. So it's very easy to do it that way. That's kind of neat. Now, what I alluded to or what I was talking about earlier is that action does not happen until the clip is done recording. That's a pain in the butt. So I have an outdoor light. So someone walks up to my back door at night. The clip records for 15 seconds and then it turns the light on. (laughs) That is just, that's just the oddest thing ever, but at least it works. Right. So you could have someone come up to your door for 10 to 15 seconds and then pop on a light here and there. Right turn the garage light on, turn the mudroom light on, turn an outside light on. And if bad guy's at your porch, he's thinking, crap, either he has smart things or he's home. So I'm going to leave regardless. So I do like um, that integration right there. So geofencing, I think it has it. I'm not sure. We have been talking for almost an hour and a half. <clears throat> let's get into price and let's get out of here, Mike. What do you got?
1: Um, yeah, I kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but it's—I uh, think the price is actually at a nice price point for given the features it has. I
0: agree.
1: At at ninety-nine ninety-nine, um, not that that's cheap by any stretch of the imagination, but you know, given the. The fact that it, it's probably a product that's going to continue to get features and given that it's a 1080p camera and it actually works really well. And unlike some of these cameras isn't ugly, um, I think it's in a price point where, you know, you're not going to probably want to buy 10 of them, but you're going to probably want to buy a couple and and probably get some good use out of it. So I think it's a pretty good value overall.
0: Kevin, what do you got?
2: Uh, homeboys are $150 a piece okay. and, uh, you're not definitely not the cheapest, but it's one of those where I look at the, uh, you know, the cloud program that you get for free and the quality of the app and the functionality. And, um, you know, we've talked a few times about the use case with it is, uh, you know, for a person who, say, wants several of these, I have three to cover the three doors uh, in and out of my house. Um, but also I think, you know, one of these would be great for a person living in an apartment or dormitory or, you know, the the, the simplicity factor of using this. And the fact that you, other than Wi-Fi, you don't need anything else to make the thing work, uh, um, I think is uh, is great.
0: Yeah. Um. Hey, just to throw it out there, an Arlo Pro camera is one hundred and eighty nine dollars. So mm-hmm. that's not even the base station. You want to go to a one camera kit right now? It's two twenty two. So your first purchase is two twenty two. The second camera is going to be one hundred and ninety bucks. That's right. expensive. Blink.
1: Yeah, that adds up a little bit.
0: Oh yeah. No, Arlo Pro is really ungodly expensive. <clears throat> blink is it, it's fairly inexpensive it's hundred dollars for your first camera that includes uh, the sync module an add-on mm. camera i've seen uh for 90 bucks so you can get an add-on camera for 90 bucks you can find these on amazon you can buy package deals so you get a two camera kit for 165 bucks and that's the indoor the outdoor camera is $120. Boom. Just outdoor camera 120 bucks. You're good to go. So fairly inexpensive. Okay. It, go ahead, Mike. What do you got?
1: No, I was going to say I don't know if you mentioned it earlier, but what's the resolution of that camera? Is that a is that 720?
0: I think it's a 720. Let me make sure I left the screen. Oh, sorry what is the resolution why would you want to know that that's like is there anything
1: that um... I'm just trying what I was actually trying to figure out is you know listening to to you two guys and you know looking at comparing it to to the um, Argus it seems like all three cameras fall into like a little different um, corner of the market they don't really compete in the same space even though they're wireless they're you know, they categorically they may be the same, but at the end of the day, they are distinctive in their features. I mean, you go from very basic to, you know, uh, pretty sophisticated. I think the cameras that Kevin has are um, it seem at least by far to have the more external support and you know more features, you know, per pound, so to speak, than the other two. Um, and I guess it depends. You know, boils down to the old use case of what are you going to do with it. Um, You you mentioned a dorm earlier, and I I could see – definitely could see a great use case for something, you know, for – I think if I had a dorm, I think I'd probably go buy one of these Argus cameras because I think, you know, the resolution, the depth of field, um, the angle, the wide-angle lens, um, you know, all are conducive to getting some good shots inside a dorm without a lot of complications. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So you found you found that uh that 12 hour thing right kevin
2: yeah it's it's stated that uh it's twelve hours of video storage, so it's not storing it for twelve hours it's storing twelve hours of capacity oh. of video storage okay. so
0: that's uh, that's
2: a lot of storage yeah it it's it's quite good and then, like I say, it's never been an issue because I just pop it down to Dropbox and away it goes so but yeah, okay. for somebody who doesn't want to do that, you'll have uh, plenty of place to store there. Alright. Cool.
0: Alright, Blink 720p, Blink XT which is the uh, outdoor is uh, 1080p. So, Okay, good. I didn't want to say 1080p because I, I, I just forgot. We'll just be honest. I forgot. Alright guys, I'm going to leave I had a couple more notes in this but we're, we're I'm running so long and the reset podcast is generally not a long podcast so we're gonna kinda of refer you over to homeservershow.com slash forums. Or you can type in reset forums and that'll take you straight there. And you can look at the conversation about this show, ask questions to these two guys who will be out there in the forums and uh, myself with the blink camera. So thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for tuning in and we'll uh, we'll see you here next week. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you That's Reset32. My thanks to Doc for sponsoring the episode, Mike Fauché, Kevin Schoonover. Thanks, guys, for coming out and helping me. There is going to be a lot of follow-up on this episode. I can just feel it now. We touched on so many things. It's crazy that there's so much involved with these little cameras that cost next to nothing. But there's so much technology and so many little factors that go into these cameras. It's really fun. I enjoy it. Meet me out in the homeservershow.com forums. We'll talk cameras. We'll talk security. And don't forget about Meetup, guys. Go register for Meetup. We'll see you here. This has been Reset, a member of the Geeks Network. Check out thegeeksnetwork.com for more great podcasts and forums. Reset can be found at mccabe.io, youtube.com slash McCabe for the videos, and on Twitter at io. Intro and outro music by Daryl Lee. Find Daryl Lee at soundcloud.com. Daryl Lee Music. That's D-E-R-L-E-E. Music. Support of this podcast can be done at patreon.com slash McCabe. And if you wouldn't mind, throw a couple stars out there on iTunes if you get a chance to. Thank you for supporting, and I'll see you next week on Reset.